This mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, potential spoilers, book comparisons, and upcoming film news. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, it's Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Yes, I'm back for another Phil Sparkin mini movie review. If you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.sparkin.com. And let's get on with the show, shall we? Usually I do do a huge opening, but I just gotta get my thoughts out of the way with this because I didn't think it was possible for them to do this right. I was very nervous, especially with all of the rewrites, the new directors, and all the history behind this film being made this project being done and to see it come to fruition being done correctly i'm very happy and satisfied and what am i talking about I'm talking about the second stephen king film we're talking for the spark and mini movie reviews and that is going to be it chapter one or just it it is a remake of the 1986 stephen king novel about the town of Derry and the very sinister being which is controlling the town and seven kids known as the Losers Club as they combat this evil. And this film is a great adaptation. There are several differences from the book. And this is only focusing on a small portion of the book. Because the book is over a thousand pages. And there's no way you're going to fit all that into two hours. And not compromise most of the story. So they were smart. They split the book in half as opposed to going all over the place like the book does. They said we're going to just go linear, linearly and have the first film be about our main characters as children. And then we're going to have them later on as adults in the second film, which is going to be coming out hopefully soon. We'll get a date released soon. I'm very excited and can't wait to see what happens with that. But this film was directed by Andy Muschietti, and he is the third director connected to this. There was also Kerry Fukunaga and... Kajanish, I forgot his first name, but they've all worked and tinkered with this to make sure it is as faithful and as excellent as it could be, and they did a really good job with this. They really did. Now, for those of you who've never read it, sorry, let me phrase that. Whoever's, if you've never read Stephen King's It, it is Stand By Me meets a Dementor from Harry Potter. It's a story about life, living, dying, terror, horror, Cthulian monsters, and facing your fears and dealing with loss. And this film captures that essence perfectly. It shows our main characters, the Losers Club, as they deal with this being which is terrorizing the town and terrorizing them. 
and all of the twists and turns it goes with it. And each one has their own motivation. Usually when you have a cast this big, people get lost in the in the crowd, and it does happen here. Uh, specifically, we're going to say that uh, Wyatt Olaf as Stan, he gets lost in the crowd. You have, well, Chosen Jacobs, definitely. He plays Mike Hanlon, and if you've read the book or seen the original miniseries with Tim Curry, he was a character who was very intelligent. He was the, the person, he was the exposition character, and they dumb him down. I don't know how I felt about that. I, I was a little insulted by it. I felt like it was like you, you give his plot to someone else and you make him just kind of there for another reason. That just doesn't fit. It makes no sense. But they get pushed aside to focus on our main, more main characters. You have Bev, uh, played by Sophia Lillis, who is the standout actress in this film. She plays the female member of the Losers Club, a girl who's made fun of, and they say that she, they say that she, she's promiscuous. She's all these things, and she is someone who is not defined by her sexuality, but by who she is, and she comes forward showing the best of what she is. She does a tremendous job in this film. I guarantee if she sticks with acting, she is going to become a star. She's going to move beyond them all else. You had Finn Wolfhart, fresh from his stint in stranger things being richie in this he is the chatterbox the trash mouth and i gotta say he does a really good job in this he's the one actor that was cast in both versions of this film when fukunato was directing it he wanted finn wolfhart and he got finn wolfhart and then when he left machete kid he stuck with finn and he's a really good asset he brings a great aspect to this film which a lot of kids films don't focus on and that's that kids, when adults aren't around, aren't little angels. They don't speak like little adults. They curse. They, you know, they curse. They swear. They say stupid things. They make really crude jokes. And he's the perfect personification of a kid, especially a kid in the '80s. He has all those things that we say when we're not around our parents. He's, you know, you say all the little vulgar things. You make the bad jokes, the cracks, at your parents, at your friends' parents, and it brings a lot of levity to this film because some of this film is needs that levity or else you're going to go crazy. Let's see now. You also had uh, Jack Dylan Glazer as Ed, uh, the hypochondriac of the group, and I got to say, he did a great job with the way he was because he played this kid who over-exaggerates the amount of medic medicine he's in. He's very afraid of bugs, and it just it works really well. It works so well to show this character because he's another... He's a, he's a type of character, but he's more well-rounded. You see him go from the kid who's just does stupid, gross things and is afraid of germs to, well, he mans up. And the film's protagonist of the Losers Club, Jaden Lieberher, as Bill Denborough, he had to sell this film. He had to. He's the one you see the most of. He has to play, besides being the leader of the Losers Club, he is someone who has... Tremendous loss that he suffers at the beginning of this film, and he also has a stutter. In the book, it always emphasizes stutter, and this film showed that this Jaden can act with this stutter. He shows it throughout the majority of the film. He talks like that throughout the entire way until one point when one of the kids says, "He didn't stutter." Holy shit! He didn't stutter the entire time, and it shows. 
it shows they worked really well to make sure that Bill was perfect, and this is a perfect Bill. And he, f- I like the fact that he feels like he's a. I don't want to say he's he's a linchpin, but he's very important to the story of this film. Another thing I will say is that the p- adults in this film are ghosts. They are there, but they're not there. They're they're also absentee parents. I don't want to say they're like the anime parents who are away in Japan or out of the country and they leave their kids alone, but that's kind of what it feels like in this film. They're not there, and the film could have used maybe showing the parents as disconnected, dissociated, but I think it fits better because you're focusing on the characters that you need to focus on. Now let's get to the main character who I haven't talked about. I'm talking about Bill Skarsgård as Bob Gray, a.k.a. Pennywise the Dancing Cloud, a.k.a. the eponymous It. This is the character that the whole film is truly depending on because if you think of It, you think of Pennywise the Clown. You think of, from the miniseries, Tim Curry. And I am satisfied to say that there is a new successor to the throne, and he is Bill Skarsgård. Unlike Pennywise in the original miniseries where he played him as almost a sociopathic clown, this version of Pennywise is more of, it's a being who thinks he's he's trying to act like a clown, or trying to be like, okay, this is a way we can interact with humans, but I, I, he doesn't have it exactly right yet, he's still trying to figure it out, and when the game's over, when it doesn't work, he just reverts back to his normal self. He's like, "Yeah, this isn't working, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try to work another way." Because there's an excellent scene in this film, and this is one spoiler I'm gonna say, and I'll put the clip here. I'm gonna put a couple of clips here and there. Maybe there's one after the stinger. But this scene you're gonna hear right now is the scene where you see that he's not just a clown, where he's starting to get frustrated, and he's like, "They're not. His shtick isn't working." And he's got to change things a little bit. Because this Bill Skarsgård is like six foot tall. And his kids are like three feet, four feet tall. So it's an imposing difference. And holy shit does he do an amazing job in this film. Hey! This isn't real enough for you, Billy. I'm not real enough for you. Holy shit. It wasn't real enough for Georgie. So yeah, there's. I'm not giving you any context to that clip, but it is an amazing clip, and that's the first scene of Pennywise interacting with the Losers Club in a real way, and it just, wow. I just say, wow. Someone leaked it online, so I posted it. So now, overall, the film is shot well. It's designed well. They did make major changes from the books, as I said earlier. The biggest change is the film takes place in 1988 as opposed to the book which took place in 56 so it's 30 year difference but they kept all the other notes the same the fact it's a 27 year gap in between each of its awakenings also fun little fact 27 years ago on this day the it miniseries came out how crazy is that it's pretty cool right so yeah so October 8th, 27 years ago. That is going to be 1990. Oh, damn, that was a long time ago. 
I remember that too. Shit. I'm getting old. Old. This movie is definitely going to make us money back. I guarantee it. I think it's going to do really well. And I highly recommend watching it. If you like horror movies, you'll dig it. If you like suspense films, you'll like it. If you like movies about friendship, you'll like it. It's scary. It's manipulative. It is a little different. But this film does capture childhood and the traumas behind it in a really good way. Uh, things I would complain about. Just the fact that a lot of some of the characters get lost in the crowd. And that's about it, really. Just that scene. That's it, really. The soundtrack's amazing. The characters are really well developed. Bill Skarsgård is great. Remember, guys, uh, check out any of our earlier episodes at You can email spyrocon.gmail.com. I am at zanspyrocon.com. Our next mini movie review is going to be for Kingsman The Golden Circle, which is coming out next month. Either way, uh, remember, hope you guys have a great day. Check out it and let me know what you guys think about it in the show notes below. Email me at zansparker.com or leave me some messages on iTunes. Let me know what you like about the podcast, what you want to change. What is a movie that you want me to review? Let me know. Talk to you guys later, all right? Bye.
camp. Sorry. I told you, Bill. I fucking told you. I don't want to die. It's your fault. You punched me in the face. You walked through shitty water. You brought me to a fucking crackhead house. And now? I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown.